I think letters of recommendation, especially over the last couple of years, are probably one of the areas that are most poorly taken advantage of by students. And I think also underappreciated by teachers and college counselors alike. As admissions has changed, letter of recommendation has become even more important than it was before, uh, especially for U.S. university applications. This is Let's Talk Higher Ed, a podcast for high school counselors and university admissions representatives worldwide who aim to help connect students to their dream schools. In each episode, we hold candid conversations with our community of students, their counselors, and universities to discuss everything from dealing with anxious parents to ensuring a seamless transition to university life. Let's get started. Welcome to Let's Talk Higher Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Mullen, Senior Director of Education Partnerships at Cialfo. Cialfo supports counselors with our powerful and simple-to-use platform, helping counselors and students save time and making higher education more accessible worldwide. We also support universities. Cialfo is your trusted partner to help you find right-fit undergraduate students from the largest network of international high schools. And on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the upcoming Cialfo community liftoff that we're going to have in late January and early February. And I'd love to introduce two guests to our podcast today. One is Francis Miller. He's currently working in Xi'an, China at the Xi'an Tae High School. And also Jim Faraday from Green School Bali. Francis, tell us a little bit about the work that you do there at your high school. Thanks, Tim. So I'm a, a college counselor at CNTA High School. And so my primary role here is supporting students as they're preparing to apply to universities abroad. Uh, we have a great team as well. I also volunteer for International ACAC and China ICAC, two professional college counseling organizations. I'm also a counselor in residence with Cialfo. So super excited to be contributing to the Cialfo community. Thank you. And Jim, you, you have a, a tough gig, uh, Bali, Indonesia. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's a kind of job no one else wanted. So I just got ropes in at the last minute, you know. Uh, no, yeah, I'm joining you from the wonderful bamboo architecture of Green School Bali, which is a unique school and community based on the, the concepts of sustainability. And we're, we're educating our students to be the sustainable leaders of the, the world. And my role here is I'm doing high school counseling. So I manage the mental health and wellness of 105 students in high school. But I'm also doing the pathways and the uh, careers guidance part of that as well. And that builds on my history of working as a university guidance counselor in Hong Kong and also working in a number of UK universities in the student recruitment and admissions departments as well. So I've got quite a holistic overview of the whole admissions world, if you will. Awesome. Well, great to have you both here. And you guys are key contributors to the Seattle community. And we're going to talk in depth about what you're going to be contributing during our Seattle liftoff coming up here at the beginning of 2023. What we decided to do was kind of reimagine the content that we help counselors and also students with. This year, what we're going to go with is having our counselors and residents produce content that is maximizing the introduction to the college application process, typically to 11th grade students, which is very common for most schools around, around the world. And our goal is to create things that counselors can use, can give to students, or that they can take and bring it into their own context when they're introducing the process. We know the job of a counselor is quite busy, and we're going to hopefully help them out a little bit by doing that. So 
Francis, we've got you doing a multitude of different topics. One of the topics we have you doing is how to have students or what should students be doing when they're going out and asking for letters of recommendation from their teachers. So tell us a little bit about your approach to that. Sure. I think letters of recommendation, especially over the last couple of years, are probably one of the areas that are kind of, uh, it's like least taken advantage of or most poorly taken advantage of by students. And I think also underappreciated by teachers and college counselors alike. You know, as admissions has changed, letter of recommendation has become even more important than it was before, uh, especially for U.S. university applications. And so part of it is just helping students recognize that importance and then also treating the process of asking for a letter and supporting their teachers to write the letters in a more conscientious and proactive way. And so what does that really mean? Uh, it means you know, before even asking for a letter of recommendation, you know, what students should be thinking about in their younger years or in high school to prepare for that ask. You know, e perhaps it's giving a teacher a heads up, you know, to let them know that to maybe pay more attention to them uh, in mm -hmm. their classes. And then, you know, all the way to the, towards the, you know, uh, the actual ask for the letter. And, you know, after making that ask, you know, how to help the teacher support them with either you know, information or, or other helpful details that could really you know, can make a difference in an right. application. So it's, it's focusing students on how to go about doing it and in who they should be asking. Uh, Jim, we have you doing a bunch of, and you've done a lot of this great work in the past for the Seattle community, a bunch of different country guides. Tell us a little bit about the countries that you're going to be highlighting and kind of your approach to it. Yeah. So as you say, I've created some of this content before, but it's been in different areas. And the idea here is to have it as a a one-stop shop. So for a student or indeed a counselor who wants to know, okay, what do I need to know if I am thinking of applying to, let's say, Australia? And it should have all of the, um, the processes, the steps, the benchmarks that you need to go through in order to not just understand the system, but make the most successful application you can. So the countries I'll be covering include the US, the UK, we're going to do Canada, Hong Kong, Singapore, Australia, Netherlands, and I think New Zealand as well. So the idea is, again, just to give a really holistic view of that whole application process to highlight some of the benefits and the opportunities of studying in these countries, but also to drill down into what does the actual ad ad admissions process look like and how can I navigate that best? And it's going to be great content for students who, you know, they always come into our offices and, and they want to look at the entire world. So this is going to help them begin their research and maybe take some of the heat off of counselors having to explain all of it. Francis, another uh, topic you're going to do is you, using rankings for good and research best fit. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So uh, I'll just be frank, you know, at my school, a lot of our students and families are very, very practical or they're in Chinese, are very shizai. <laughs> That's a great word, that, that practical word. That's very nice. That's um, a very kind way word. And so, well, you know, they're really thinking about this process in, in terms of results. And uh, it's not just the university application result, but also, right, after completing university, finding a job. And in China, rankings do make a really big difference in terms of, you know, the ease of transitioning from studying abroad back into a, a job in China, whether or not the student decides to do that. 
So basically, you know, being able to uh, introduce students to not just kind of you know how rankings work and what parts of, for example, the U.S. news rankings are or are not worth paying attention to, but introducing them to some other rankings that do exist out there, rankings that are produced by perhaps industry associations or uh, certain academic magazines or publications that are perhaps more informative or take into account more factors that students and parents should be caring about if they really genuinely are looking at a university ed education as a stepstone towards either graduate school or employment or what have you. And so yeah. we kind of, you know, using not just the rankings, but kind of the factors that different ranking systems employ to help students and parents understand more about kind of what they want in their future college education and kind of what things are missing from those rankings as well. Right. And, you know, rankings are a necessary evil. They do play a part in researching opportunities for students. We just, we hope that students are fixated by it, but then use it as, as a guide for them. And I think that's going to be a great piece of content that you're going to be doing for us for, for the liftoff. Jim, you're our resident UK expert. We are, you have this wonderful background from your days being a university representative. We've got you focusing in on the UK, talking about uh, the process of applying to the UK and also how to get started with your personal statement, which is going to be hugely valuable. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's right. That's um, often an overlooked step uh, in the application process. It's probably not as creative as the U.S. Uh, college essay for Common App because that invites a lot of self-reflection and a lot of kind of uh, identifying with who you really are at your core. Whereas the personal statement for the U.K. is really about the subject and why you're passionate about it and where that passion has come from and what you hope to do with a degree in that specific subject area. So I'm going to be releasing some resources, which is a step-by-step -step process on how to approach the personal statement for UCAS to signpost towards some really good resources that already exist out there um, without having to reinvent the wheel. And also I'm going to do a little bit on uh, how to actually maximize your research when looking at UK universities and what the differences are and how to be aware of, because there's only about 160 in total, so it's nowhere near as vast as some areas like the US, but there are very subtle key differences between the types of institution and the type of education you might get there. So I'm going to be doing a bit of resources on that too. Awesome. And then lastly, Francis, we, we've got you taking a look at something very, very specific. And I know sometimes students are looking at professional programs that require a little bit more thought when they go through the process. And you're going to be talking about uh, studying architecture. Sure. So uh, recently I had a student who's applied to architecture schools in a couple of different countries and architecture programs rather at, at uh, universities in, in different countries. And uh, she, her application process is a little bit different from most other students and the programs that they're applying to. You know, students who are applying to architecture programs, uh, they are, in some ways, they're held to a different standard than other applicants, just because architecture programs are quite rigorous and they require a certain skill set and mastery of knowledge. They also very frequently require portfolios. But sometimes architecture programs require portfolios that are different from portfolios to design or art or other, other related, you know, kind of, uh, fields. Yeah. A lot, a lot of students will come in and they'll say, Hey, I, I'm interested in studying architecture, but then we dive into it, that process is a little bit different. So I think you're going to be diving into that a little bit more. And, uh, is this a current student that you have? Uh, yeah, 
they're going through the application process right now. So in the middle of it. So it'd be great to take in all of that great knowledge that you have and uh, looking forward to the liftoff. Like I said, it'll happen in late the last week of January into February. We have over 20 pieces of content that are going to be going into the Seattle community uh, as a concentrated effort to jumpstart the application process and, and get a lot of great information out to those counselors and to our students. So looking forward to it, guys. Me too. Yeah, it's going to be a great uh, liftoff and a great celebration of all the amazing content that we've got there. Can't wait. Awesome. Well, being joined by Michelle and Jeff, there are two other Seattle counselors and residents who are going to be helping out on liftoff. And we're going to take just a moment to introduce them to the podcast. Jeff, you're joining us from sunny Sao Paulo, Brazil. Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Jeff Neal, and I am the director of college counseling at Graded, the American school here in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And Michelle, we have you joining us from, again, the great city of Istanbul. Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm joining from cloudy Istanbul, rainy Istanbul, where I am the director of college counseling at Hisar School. Well, welcome you both to the show. And we're going to talk a little bit about the things that you're going to be contributing to. Jeff, what we've got you taking a look at is and contributing to is understanding the college application and selection process to the U.S. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, what I'm putting together is some basic how-tos for how to apply to the colleges and universities in the United States, which can be a lot more complicated than it might first uh, seem. We're going to look at parts of the application, timelines, testing requirements, and look at some overall pros and cons about why studying in the United States could be a good idea for you and why it might not be. And Michelle, we, we've got, we know that the, the spring, uh, second semester of the 11th grade year is a great opportunity to take advantage of. And I know we all try to uh, have some goals and, and keep students on track. Uh, your topic is basically timelines and goals for the spring. So tell us a little bit about that. Exactly. My colleague Eileen and I are putting together some hopefully helpful information about how counselors can motivate their students to develop goals, not just far-fetched goals, but also short-term goals, smart goals, so goals that will be hopefully attainable for them. And you're going to solve the student procrastination problem. Is that correct? Absolutely. <laughs> no more procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> At least try to do what you can to, to move them along in the process. And, and Jeff, uh, you know, you talk about the application and selection process in the U.S. That's, you're also going to contribute some ideas about best fit to the U.S. Sure. So unlike so many other parts of the world, uh, the United States is, is driven primarily by this concept of fit under the aegis of holistic admissions. And we'll dive a little bit into what that looks like, what holistic admissions means and, and juxtaposition to other parts of the world and other more threshold-based models of admission and look at what it really means for fit to occur, uh, that alignment between the individual attributes of a student and those qualities and characteristics that they might find in one of the over 4,000 universities in the United States. And there's lots of different ways to slice up this pie as, as far as looking at the U.S. So it's going to be great to give some students and uh, help out counselors to, to move that process along as well. Uh, Michelle, we know that we have aspirational students out there that look to the U.K. and we know there's some early deadlines that come, but a very popular destination or a place that students are looking to apply is to Oxford or to Cambridge. You'll be diving into that a little bit more. Yes, exactly. Uh, we're, I'm going to do a deep dive into the Oxford and Cambridge application process. 
something, as you mentioned, is an earlier deadline than most other UK universities. So students really cannot wait or procrastinate until their senior year to get to get working on those applications and developing their their portfolio and what they're going to submit to these universities. So looking at ways that they can start as early as spring of grade 11 to start working on that. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to, we've got a lot of great content with all of our contributors and, and you both are playing a vital role in that and doing everything we can to help out those counselors out there that need to be juggling a lot of different responsibilities. You get out a lot of great quality information to their students as they begin their pathway. So thank you both. My pleasure. You're welcome. Awesome. Thanks for checking out this episode of Let's Talk Higher Ed. This show is brought to you by Cialfo, a fast-growing global ed tech company and student-first career exploration and college application network. If you enjoyed this episode, then follow Let's Talk Higher Ed wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Or join us online at cialfo.co slash podcast for all of the latest episodes.